Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout. I'm alongside Garrett Jacobs Meyer, Joey Nagel, and Alex Jefferson. What's up? Hello. I'm back. Joey. Joey's back. Yeah, I'm back. That's right. Joey is back. Probably just for one episode, but he is here. Um, The Red Sox season is over, though. They are not in the playoffs, which is not that fun. But this should be a fun podcast episode because it is the award show. We're going to be handing out awards to the Red Sox players. And we're also going to revisit some of our preseason predictions. So that should be fun. Whoop, whoop. Um, let's, let's, just, let's just jump into the awards. So the categories that um, we chose, MVP, Cy Young, Breakout Player, Biggest... <laughs> <laughs> Biggest surprise, the Pablo Sandoval Award for the worst player, Heart and Hustle, best reliever, and best moment of the season. So let's get started. MVP, who'd you have, Alex? Uh, I had Xander Bogarts. Uh, Oh, you want why? (laughs) Um, He had a career best in home runs, RBIs, OBP. Um, He's the second Red Sox, I believe, ever that is a shortstop to have 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs. He built on his success from last year. He was healthy all year, played, only missed seven games. He was just good, like, all year. That's why he's my MVP. Yeah, my MVP is Bogarts as well for those same reasons. And, um, yeah. Well, very insightful. <laughs> nice <Joey>. analysis. <laughs> hey, if you want, you can just loop Alex's explanation again. Cause okay. I completely agree. Garrett? Um, my MVP could very well be Xander Bogarts, but it's actually Raphael Devers um, because he had an absolutely insane year. I think that is accurate because none of us really expected him to be this good. Um, a lot of his statistics are similar to Bogarts, um, but you know he set records for himself, and he really played better than I ever could have expected. Are you, are you sure it's not just because you like him because he's chunky? <laughs> It might be that, too. Um, I might be a little biased, but that's definitely – he's definitely my guy. Yeah, so obviously I was torn between Devers and Bogarts. They were both amazing. But I did go with Xander Bogarts just because when you talk about most valuable, it's not completely his play on the field. He was also a leader off the field. After games, he was always, after every single game, the one answering questions from the media, acting as a leader for his team. Um so, I mean, and the offensive numbers are just off the charts. So, he's definitely my MVP. He's totally worth that money <clears throat> we paid him in the offseason. He's a definitely. steal. Awesome extension. So Next up, Cy Young. This one should be pretty easy. Yeah, so um, for this one, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Thornburg. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. It's Erod. <laughs> um, almost 20 wins at 26 years old. Best ERA in the starting rotation, 200-plus innings, 200-plus strikeouts. He was good. 
one yep. point like i don't know what else you want me to say like he was by his stats far, just speak for himself yeah and he was healthy all year which is like something we got from just porcello and that was it so you know as much as i would like to say eduardo nunez because he did have an appearance i'm gonna go with uh the workman because he was just absolutely dominant Cy Young to the reliever mm-hmm. i i think he was far and away the best pitcher on the red sox i mean when you got a 188 ERA and you're also 10 and 1, not that it matters as a closer, but you know he had the uh, lowest opponent batting average in the in the MLB and the lowest home runs per nine in the MLB. He only gave up one all year. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to argue why he shouldn't be Cy Young. He also didn't blow nearly as many saves as uh, some other people in the bullpen. I think he's a perfect eighth inning guy for the future. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Alex here. I say Erod, um, pretty much for the similar reasons, but also because the rest of our rotation wasn't very good. So if you're going to pick one out of the whole rotation, you got to go with the one who almost got 20 wins and the one who you, you were only confident in, the only one you were confident in. Yeah, no, no. he won 20 it's, games. It's Erod. He had 20 wins. There's no doubt about it. Erod was the best pitcher in this rotation. Like, he was the ace. He stepped up as the ace this season when we needed him to. He was awesome. Dennis Eckersley is a Cy Young from the bullpen. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not that, a bad pick. That, that's yeah. fair. I mean, <laughs> I have Workman at another spot on my list. The Workman. That's fair. Uh, next up, breakout player. Uh, this one I was like, I wasn't really sure. I was kind of stuck between two guys, but I ended up going with Christian Vasquez pretty much because he's the greatest power hitter of our generation. And um, he was like a actual hitting catcher, which I can't remember us having since I don't even know when. Salty. Yeah, I guess Christian Christian Vasquez is my breakout of the year. Um, I'm I have like three. So the first is the first is Josh Taylor. The second is Michael Chavis, and the third is Christian Vasquez. Chavis was the guy I also was thinking yeah, debating well, between. Going, yeah, well, for my reasoning for Chavis is like coming into the season, I thought he was just like with that PED. I don't know if it was PEDs, but he had a suspension last year for going against the drug policy. So, you know, I didn't exactly think of him as someone good, and then he came up. He came up and he just flat out raked, and he's a pretty cool guy. And I mean, he had a great season. He would have he would have had a good shot at 30 home runs had he not gotten injured. And then uh, Josh Taylor, also like pretty similar. Nobody really knew who he was, and he he kind of shoved towards the end of the season. He was he was kind of nails. He'd be a very good bullpen lefty in the future. 3.04 ERA, and um, you know a one like a one two whip. That's pretty good. Um, I was extremely upset with Alex because he stole my guy like I knew he would. Uh, but I'm also going to have to go with Christian Vasquez because I had very little faith in this guy uh, going into the season. Uh, he came really out of nowhere in my mind, and that's kind of the definition of a breakout player. Uh, not much else to say. Yeah, so I originally had Vasquez for this, but then I pushed him to the next category because I needed to put Rafael Devers somewhere on here. So I did Rafael Devers as the breakout player, um, and it really was a breakout year for him. He established that he is one of the best young talents in the game, and he established that he's not only just a power hitter, but he can hit for average, he can get on base. He's just a great overall hitter, and he really established this that this year. So I think he's the breakout player. The next category, um, 
biggest surprise for that one i did christian vasquez because no one expected christian vasquez to come and hit 23 home runs i mean in the preseason predictions we were saying like five six i had six yeah and then he comes out and hits more homers in this year than he did in his whole entire career i mean i mean i was definitely surprised by that uh yeah my biggest surprise so i didn't go with a positive surprise i went with a negative surprise um i picked matt barnes um he was really really bad like he blew like eight saves or something probably more probably more he blew more than 50 percent of his saves i'm pretty sure yeah um no no hey 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 goodbye (laughs) he was just very bad he it seems like every time he came into the game he would give up a home run or some big hit he had 27 earned runs on the season um which you know for a closer that's that's pretty bad. Not great. Closer. Yeah. Um, he also blew Erod's twentieth win. Yeah, I'm still upset about that. Yep. Yeah, he just really disappointed me. Um, I had some pretty high expectations. I mean, obviously you're going from Kimbrel, but who admittedly wasn't great this year, but still, you wanted a closer and you got that, and I was just very disappointed. Uh, my biggest surprise is uh, Steve Pierce. Let me tell you why. So when we we, he's not even that's on gone. Sheet. Oh, there he is. Abasail, Garcia. Oh yeah, we're watching the AOL. Arriba, arriba. Adio, pelota. Si. Is who's your surprise? Biggest surprise? Um, my biggest surprise is actually Steve Pierce, because, um, he was he was, I mean, when he came to the Sox last year, he was unbelievable and then he followed that up with winning world series mvp completely out of left field and then we re-signed him to a one-year deal in the offseason approximately what like seven high six, six seven something. seven million around that and um i had expectations that he was going to platoon at first base with uh mitch moreland and you know he'd continue to to step up in big spots and i mean it was a big surprise because he, he got hurt pretty early into the season he tore his meniscus and well as of right now that could be the end of his career but also um even when he was healthy he was he was terrible in the 99 plate appearances he had 31 of them ended in strikeouts just like not very steve pierce like he just didn't look like himself when he played this year um my biggest surprise is finally different from both of these people um i'm gonna go with our good old manager cora um, in, I know in what way, in the negative way. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say gonna disagree this. with you, but go okay, ahead. well, listen up. <laughs> I'm gonna say I know I'm not the only one from listening to the radio and being a fan of the Red Sox. I know I'm the only one who's extremely disappointed with how all this talent, um, kind of was almost wasted on this year. I know you can't all blame it on the manager. Players underperforming is a problem that he can't fix himself. Uh, I just don't think I'll ever let down that there's way too much talent on this team to end where the way end the way that we did. Um, I also know that I'm not the only one in listening to the radio recently. Some other sports personalities have gone back to early in the season with the pitchers. You know, we talked about that extensively. That bothered me a lot. Um, and I just don't, I didn't expect that at all coming into the season to be bothered so much by the manager that just won the world series so you so, but, so, so you're blaming their failures on cora i'm confused like their their biggest problem was their players underperformed 
that's not his yeah, fault. Yeah, but a lot of people like only put the blame on Dombrowski and on the players underperforming. But I think part of it was Cora. He didn't make the best moves all season. He definitely made more mistakes than he did last year. But that might Whoa, be he was perfect last year. Yeah, I know. Like so, you, you can't get any better than last year. No matter what, it's downhill because that was. Yeah, th- that's fair. I just yeah. think when you have a systemic underperforming bug, you know, it's not just a couple guys. It was pretty much. It was. I mean, it was pretty much the whole rotation, would, and it was a bunch of solid players. Would I, you I, say I, that this is the most disappointing Red Sox team in like the past? Well, probably since we started probably. watching baseball, so like ten years. I, I think we we have the too much talent. Um, and the lowest result. I think it was. By far the most disappointing. I would argue maybe 2011, that collapse in September. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, and but, 2014. But they were good like the they, rest of the year. That's true. And 2014, you could make the argument because like they were coming off World Series again, but that team was not nearly as loaded as this we, team. Yes. We went from winning 108 games to winning 84 games. Yeah. It's pretty bad. With the highest payroll in baseball. I'd say it was pretty disappointing. And they're cutting it back now, too. I, yeah. We'll get to that in a in the next episode but uh yeah my biggest surprise is christian vasquez like i said next thing we have is uh the pablo sandoval award Woo! my favorite award for the worst player kick it off alex i'm gonna go with hector velasquez Ooh. Abs- uh no no not hector velasquez the whole bullpen besides brandon <laughs> workman gets this award from me um literally could never do anything helpful so many blown games including uh Erod's twentieth win is something needs to change. Forty eight point five percent. That's how many save opportunities they blew. I I, I ran the numbers. That's not good. <laughs> nope. I I think I don't know if it means like getting a new pitching coach or bullpen coach or yeah. whatever, but something needs to change. I was gonna say to Garrett's point that I think more blame should be put on Dana Lavangi. I think he's a pretty bad pitching coach. I don't think he really does much. It all comes down to the head coach. Yeah, but for some reason... Andy Barquette was fired today. I'm upset about that. Yeah, I know. He was cool. He used to tweet on the flights. Yeah, and he was like (laughs) the clubhouse DJ. To Tampa Bay. He made Rafael Devers good, too. That's what I'm more upset about. With his DJ. Uh, He was a great, great assistant hitting coach. No, yeah, I know. It was very unfortunate. uh, The lucky thing is is that we basically have another hitting coach in JD. If he resigns. He's coming back. If he resigns. He's coming back. I don't know. Uh, Joey, who is your Pablo Sandoval award go to? Uh, I want to say Rick Porcello, but I love him too yeah. much. He's just he's just awesome. Can't do that. I dude. love Rick Porcello. I know gonna his, miss him. Yeah, I'm I'm really gonna miss him because he would like he could have the ERA of seventy that he had, but like you felt competitive when he went out to pitch, and he didn't care how many pitches he threw. But I don't know. Most disappointing, uh, I would go Nathan Navaldi. Because I know his season was like uh, highly impacted by injuries, but you know, I thought that kind of like the Steve Pierce thing. I thought he had completely changed himself uh, with the way he pitched with the Red Sox and in the postseason. And um, when he was out on the mountain this season, he just never looked the same as last year last year when he went out to pitch you had a feeling like yeah he's gonna keep us in this game and this time he was just i don't know it was just different i was very disappointed i thought he was gonna he was gonna be solid in the rotation or good out of the bullpen go on i don't have anything intelligent to add like joey stole my guy that i talked about okay um 
So I'm surprised none of you said this. By far, the worst player I'd have to say is Tyler Thornburg. Oh, I, I mean, I said the whole bullpen. I was so going like, to say Jackie as well because he re- reinvented his swing. That only was, yeah, he was pretty bad. Yeah, well, but like, I mean, Thornburg was just yeah. a disaster. We would put him in with like ten run leads, and then we would have to bring in a closer. Yeah, he only pitched eighteen and two thirds innings. That's though. because he sucked that much. <laughs> My most memorable memory of him was watching a Triple A game where he was rehabbing or just tr- pitching there. And the Paw Sox have, I think, like a three or four run lead. He comes up, comes into the game, gives up two homers, and blows the lead for them <laughs> in just a third of an inning. He's so. the type of pitcher to be to act like the tough guy who like sends his manager back to the dugout. <laughs> like he gives up five runs, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! This is my guy. This is my guy. I got this. I got this." <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately gives up a homer. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was the worst player. I mean, he got released. Hart, Hart and Hustle, he's uh, just no one wants him. Wait, no, I think the Dodgers signed him to a yeah, minor that's league right. deal. They did. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would want to have him pitch for their baseball organization, but whatever. Next award, Hart and Hustle. Uh, there's one right answer. Uh, I think it should be Brock Holt. Personally, he always runs out the bases. He loves this team. He loves this city. Um, he plays with everything he's got every single day. Uh, that's pretty Gonna simple. miss him. Yeah. <laughs> he better come back. He better come back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. Say it and it'll happen. That's how he life works. He is going to come back. Brock Holt will be on the 2020 Boston Red Sox. Hell yeah. He was my guy too, so go on. Gary. I Yeah. Yeah, I also had Brock Holt. Okay, it's unanimous. Sweet. Good job, Way guys. Way to go, Brock. <laughs> really good. We're very proud of you and all you've accomplished. Uh, next one should also be unanimous. Best reliever? Brandon Workman. Workman. Work daddy. The man who does work. All right, good. He looks like a landscaper, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one's going to be tough. Our final category. Best moment of the season. There weren't many. There were not many many. to choose from. Uh, Mine is Stevie Wilkerson in game 162. That was sick. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Had to take the mic off the mic stand for this one. My, the best moment, the highlight of my season was Dave Dombrowski getting released from the, by the Boston Red Sox, getting relieved of his duties as president of baseball operations. Instead of a moment, I want to give a statement. Do you think there was ever a, like a moment this year where you were like, yeah, this team is good? Because like we started off the season so bad. And if you go back to last year, there were so many moments where you were like, yeah, this team yeah. is special. Like Mookie's Grand Slam. Like there was not a single one of those this year. So I refuse to answer the question. That's a good point. There were multiple moments where I was like, Red Sox are back. Then they lose the next yeah, like four games. We're back after Jackie robs the home run in Baltimore. And then we proceed to like lose the season series to the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of tough to pick a favorite moment, um, but I mean, I just have a personal connection to the game where Devers hit that walk-off. Oh, little oh the one that we went you know, to, the second we home were, game. Yeah, we second were there. game of the season. So it was really early in the season. We were when there. When we thought they were actually going to go somewhere. Yeah. The 12-minute game was, that was a really good. That, that was, was a really cool. fun. Yeah. That was a really fun day for me. I got to have a sausage, maybe two. <laughs> I had my $8 souvenir cup. I don't know. That was just a really good time. I remember it's just so much fun in the stadium when we win like that. So that was that's my moment. That was a really special moment. So I had two. Um, 
My first one was just like Michael Chavis coming up in general and just hitting all the homers, especially that Chicago game was yeah super that Chicago fun. game that was definitely one of them. And my other one was um, when we beat the Yankees nineteen to three. That was cool. That was fun. I, I forgot remember. that happened. I was on that vacation was at Myrtle Beach and I was watching yeah, the I was game on, on my iPad. I was iPad. on vacation too. Yeah, that was a good game. That was cool. But there were really no great moments of the season because ultimately it was a pretty terrible season. And that means that there were not many great predictions in this disappointment of a season because we thought they would be a lot better. Um, so let's revisit some of our predictions from the prediction episode from before the season. I guarantee right. that I am going to have no bad takes. Yeah, Garrett was not on that episode. Okay. So. <laughs> so this episode was me and Alex watching the opening day game and just making predictions for every player. I cut up pieces of um, some of our best and worst predictions. So we're just going to go through and play them and give our reactions. Here we go. Can I yell ha loser to every bad take because I'm <laughs> totally invincible <laughs> in this right now? Go right away. Let's go. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pick randomly here. I'm excited to see what Colton Brewer does, yes. but I'm a little I'm a little nervous that he's gonna be really bad out the game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd say he was pretty bad. We were so high on Colton Brewer. I thought he was gonna be like a setup guy throwing 98 with nasty curveballs. He had a 1.7 whip. What? That is not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, he was he was bad. Uh, also, he was, he was throwing amazing. like mediocre hooks. Like they were. <laughs> they just- were. Well, they were hangers. No, mediocre cheese. They were hangers, yeah. Devers, who I think is going to break out and possibly make have an all-star level season. And nailed he that He wasn't one. an all-star, wow. though. Yes. It was, he said all-star level. It was an all-star know, level so season. Alex, I'll give you that. Alex even knew he wasn't going to be an actual all-star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so we were talking about the Orioles in that episode. And here you go. They had Andrew Kashner as their opening day starter. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we know who he is now. <laughs> the beard man. Who is that? Um, so we were just talking about Alex's great takes. Here's another one of his great takes. I, I don't like the sound of that. All these people saying the Yankees are going to win the AL East. No. You can't beat this. This team is too good. This team is too good. They are too good. Uh-oh. I mean, to be stinky. <laughs> to be fair, um, I think everyone thought that at the time. It's a good meme there, Alex. <laughs> Here's another. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling with Alex's great takes. Speaking of Benintendi, I have him having a very, very good year. I think he could win the AL batting title. Oh, no. Jeez, you were bold, dude. Oh. Um, Good defense. Not really. Kind of. was kind of one of his worst defensive seasons. He struggled with the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Mitch Moreland hitting 18 home runs with 65 RBIs, hitting around 250. Yeah, I had someone to that 256 average, 19 homers. So Mitch That's Moreland, impressive. Mitch Moreland batted 252. With 19 homers. I'm just saying, Jason and I are very good at this. That one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. So are we keeping Mookie, JD, and Brock Holt, our big three? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Brock Holt, our big three? Yeah. All right. Former like member Draymond of our big Green, three. But... Blake Swihart. Oh, I'm excited to see Swihart play this year. For the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Um, I actually predicted Swihart to have a great year and eventually take over the starting catcher role. Yeah, he did not take over the starting catcher role. Um, at all. He kind of lost the backup catcher role. Yandy Diaz just went yeah, but, deep again. But that was... 
it's I mean, four to nothing. That I'm, wasn't a that wasn't a straight like you suck, you're off the team kind of thing. That was no, more. Of I thought upset. we could have kept him. I'm still upset we got rid of Swire. Well, he's technically a free agent because he was he was DFA'd, DFA'd by, by the, the D backs. We yeah. should bring him back. What an a hole thing to do. We should we should bring not him back? have kept Are you Sandy the whole season. We should have just be. had sales. So Sandy Leon sucks. Yeah, but he's sales personal catcher. Well, he won't be. How did that work out this year? <laughs> Poopy, <laughs> sticky. Um, speaking of Christian Vasquez, Christian Vasquez. So I have him hitting around two forty, maybe hitting six or seven home runs. Yikes. For Vasquez, I I had similar. I had two thirty five average, six home runs, twenty three home runs, and he hit two seventy six. He was over yeah. three hundred most of the year. He, he was like, went ice cold towards the end, but like, he was off the charts. Amazing. No one saw that coming. Where where does he rank in like? Hitting catchers in the AL. Number one, obviously. <laughs> he is the greatest all power time, hitter of our all generation. Time, all time, yeah. All time? Yeah. So it's like Vasquez, Piazza, Bench. Yep. Yep. I agree. This one was actually correct. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. I had him kind of being the odd man out in the rotation this year. I think he's going to be good. I just don't think that he's going to be healthy all year. I think he might struggle with some injuries. He certainly struggled with an injury. He was out he, like two or three months. He wasn't very good either. No, he wasn't yeah. very good. He so was the odd man out. That was like out. a 50-50 prediction. I was pretty good. He was the odd man out in the rotation. He, he went to he the was. bullpen. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Remember how high we were on Jackie Bradley Jr. too? Jackie Bradley Jr. He is going to hit 274 with 27 homers, <laughs> 79 RBIs, and 20 stolen bases. I think... He's going to have a monster year. I, I think we're going to see a more 2016 like Jackie Bradley. Oh, oh no! no! There you go. A monster year. Monster 75. Well, <laughs> he was so bad it was scary. So he batted 225 Sticky. just the record. <laughs> 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 Poopy. <laughs> that sums up his season. So I he's really gone. Thought, I really thought that his fixed swing would make him amazing, but then he unfixed. Don't his even swing. don't use those terms. Fixed swing. His he doesn't even have. A no, he had a different stance in spring training, and then once opening day came, he completely went back. to I'm his ready old to move on from him. I love him as a person. As uh, defense, he's replaceable. But I, just, I cannot take his inconsistency. He's easily replaceable. If you can keep Mookie, Mookie you can play Gold Glove center field. Rusny Castillo, get out of here. <laughs> He's the pride of Pawtucket for the for a reason. Like, he's not supposed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Cy Young's gonna come from the Red Sox. Nope. <laughs> nope. Cy Young certainly did not come from the Red nope, Sox. It's going to uh, one of two Astros pitchers. We were talking. We about... are Astros fans. Yes, we are. Yeah. that's still the name of our group chat. Yep. Yep. Um, we were talking about in that episode how the Red Sox rotation was so good. We wish we could give a Cy Young to every single <laughs> pitcher in it. Uh, um yeah and one of those pitchers in it chris sale oh man i'm excited to see sale get out there here i have him going almost under two in era at like 2.04 i have him winning 20 games cy young yeah i i he's my cy young pick that didn't really work let's put it like this okay if you cut his era in half it's 220 so he'd be close yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. So if he was two times the pitcher he was, he and if you combine his win 
wins and losses, then you're pretty close to 20. If you renamed him Eduardo Rodriguez. No, if you renamed Eduardo Rodriguez Chris Sale. Well, what if you renamed Garrett Cole Chris Sale? Wait. Then he'd be, like, spot on. Next one. Um, (laughs) Let's go back to another correct prediction. So I had Porcello getting the most amount of losses of the rotation, the highest ERA. Yep. Yeah, Both correct. are true. I had Jason. Well, technically, of technically, Evaldi had a higher ERA. It's a really weird thing to say. What? Yeah, but Evaldi started. He didn't qualify. I'm really yeah. sad that I have the most amount of losses. Joey's gonna like this one. I feel like I'm gonna say this and then realize that I was wrong, but I actually have confidence in Matt Barnes. <laughs> he seems to embrace the closer role, and he he looked good in spring training. Yeah, so I did regret saying that. This is like the fair, SpongeBob. Say- thing the meme with like the caps and on not caps uh <laughs> lowercase <laughs> oh the one where he like looks like a weird deformed... yes the chicken yeah yeah man Barnes is gonna be a good closer <laughs> he's embracing <laughs> you kind of tried to save your butt with your preface there well because i probably i i knew nice that it wasn't cap. gonna work out because Matt Barnes always yeah, would be but like that. It's a very sophisticated you would, word. You'd think yep. that Matt Barnes is going to be good, and then he ends up being Matt Barnes. Stinky. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you tried to relish your arse by what with your preface. Stop using big words. Yeah, I was Garrett's... just trying to impress Joey. Our last one here. Wow. I actually had Eduardo Rodriguez, Eddie Aces, as the most winning pitcher on the Red Sox, seventeen and four. Yeah, I'm. Not sure I agree with that one. Uh, I have just, Rodriguez. It'll happen. I think it's just his year to break out. Cora called him out saying he needs to do better at this point in his career. Erod knows he needs to do better. I think he will do better this year. And he did. So, Good job. Jason's been bragging about that for, I don't know, like... Because it's the only one I got correct. <laughs> That's uh, true. You were three wins off. Four hey, wins off. Wait a what, minute. I got the idea correct. Nathan Evaldi. No, two wins off. If you... Recalculate his ERA to his UERA. How many losses does he have, though? Six. So you were a few more off. It's fine. You're four off. Okay. You know how good Nathan Navaldi is? His UERA was 0.13. What is a UERA? Unearned run average. So he only gave up (laughs) one unearned run. In now, those are some advanced statistics I can get behind. That's a 0.13. That's insane. Um... We're going to do some shout-outs. Yeah, first, I want to shout-out four people who got predictions correct um, way back on my post for predictions. Red Sox Lava said, down year, no playoffs. That was a pretty bold prediction at the time, and it happened. Nice job. <laughs> Andrew R. Yeah. 1008 said, Xander Bogarts hits 30-plus homers, only behind J.D. Martinez on the team. That is spot-on correct. Good job on that one. Uh, Charlie underscore G underscore two says Xander Bogarts is going to have the best season of his career. That did happen. Good job. And uh, Grayson Edwards, who is apparently a uh, Rangers fan, said Yanks taking the division, Oakland and Tampa Bay in the wild card, and we're sitting here watching the Oakland and Tampa Bay wild card game. So that's pretty impressive too. Nice. We were going to do a live show for the Red Sox-Yankees series. Way back in September, <laughs> but um, there I didn't feel like there was a point in doing that. Um, no, so I was way back in September. It's October now. It was October like second. Yeah. Hey, Bruins start tomorrow. Let's oh, go. Let's I go, Bees. Bracelet. Let's go. They're playing a pretty darn good team. Too. Hey, are we going back to the cup, boys? 
I think we are, eh? Hey, 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 no. hey relax. We, relax. you know, we lost a couple key additions. You know, like uh, we had a couple key departures, and you know, we'll 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 get back there. You know, this team this team is uh pretty good, eh? You know, Bruce Cassidy locking us down at coach, and you know, Tuca in goal. You know, um, you know, you got Marshand and you need Krejci to step up in the playoffs this time. He didn't really do anything. You know, he was basically a bowl of poutine out there. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, you need if Krejci can step up and um, you know, think I think this is our year. We're going to win the cup, and um, um, they will not be playing Gloria anymore because that song stinks. Well, what about Pasta? Pasta needs to step up too. A eh? you know, mm-hmm. he, he was actually like terrible. <laughs> and if you want to see the Bruins play, then head over to SeatGeek because SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase of the SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D-U-G. Just like the name of the podcast. Also, if you want to feel pain inside, you can go watch the Celtics play. No, they're they're fine. The NBA basketball is garbage. Who wants to go to Logic in November? Use SeatGeek. You can get twenty dollars off your first Listen, purchase with promo code. With the, with the twenty dollars off, nineteen dollars for Logic. That's pretty good. That's insane. No one. All right. Logic. Um, no. I'm being told that I need to lead this, so we're gonna shout out. Booch. The Vooch. Uh, Stephanie. Shout out to you, Stephanie. <laughs> you still haven't added me on Zabadabaduski. Pats Nation. Shout out to you, even though the Pats are awesome. We're awesome. Who are we signing? As our kicker, I'm thinking Kai, Kai Forbath. Forbath. Yeah, yes, 86% kicker, man. I'll Pretty take good. that. Garrett, imagine being able to like have an easy division. Can you mm. Imagine. Shut the up. The Bills are kind of nice though. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get Jalen Ramsey. We're getting Stephon Diggs though. Our team's no. so yes. bad no, they need they to pay all the money today. for a whiny corner, and you pay all this also, money for a corner a that just whines and whines and whines and whines all the Jaylen time. Ramsey. Yeah, so do I. I'm in the mood to sing Sweet Caroline right now. Is there anything else we want to shout out? Honestly, that's a good way to end it off. Bo Sox Rocks. I want to shout out Bo Sox Rocks because I like him. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Good times never seem so good. So good, so good, so good. All right, let's go. God, we're better than Duke's All Men Chorus. Yeah, the um, what, what, what uh, devil, devil something, right? The Devil Dogs. The Devil Dogs. <laughs> the devil What's their dog? names? I don't know. I went to Duke. <laughs> we're gonna get called out for this. And that's our episode for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, um, or whenever we do the next episode. We're going to dive into off-season predictions, dive into the whole J.D. Mookie situation, Brock Holt, all the free agents, um, highlight some of our targets for free agency, and what direction we think the team is going to go. Um, so that should be a good episode. But again, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, any closing remarks? Um, we're gonna re- There's a chance we reveal a new segment next week if I'm not there. Yeah, where yeah. Joey just calls in from his car. Yep. Or the bathroom. <laughs> Or the I car outside like, a restaurant. I would like to genuinely thank all of you for listening to this episode. Uh, your support means the world, especially to a little child like me who gets no attention from his friends and family. <laughs> um, but I love all of you, and thank you so much. Uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening this season. Um, it's been a pleasure doing the podcast with these three 
<laughs> Tell us. <laughs> um, but yeah, big shout out to everybody who's like been listening all year. I mean, yeah, except for Joey. Joey's a keep the faith, everyone. The Red Sox are coming back next year. I would like to thank Red Sox Nation. I want to thank the Red Sox for existing so this could happen. Yeah, even though um, you kill me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Jason Ward for sticking with me at the beginning of the season when I was even worse than I am now, which is impressive. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank all of you for listening. Like I said on my Red Sox page, it was a bad year for the Red Sox, but it was a great year for Red Sox Dugout and this podcast. We started this podcast in February, and it has grown to become what it is today. We've gotten interviews with players and personalities we looked up to we interviewed nick decker and nick northcutt in the dugout um and that's just the beginning we have a lot in store in this off season and next season and for years to come so thank you for listening and keep on listening because we got a lot in store and hopefully hopefully we're gonna get some um good interviews this off season and we might do a live show or two throughout the mlb playoffs maybe for the world series maybe when the yankees are on the verge of elimination maybe good good show tonight See you next week. To the place. We'll, we'll harmonize. Ready? I belong. I West belong. Virginia. Virginia.